He's like, after listening, I talked a friend into removing the douchiest shirtless pic from his Tinder account. This is Frisky. North of 60. We bring you stories about love Love and and dating dating in the the North. I'm your host, Karen McCall, and I'm joined by co-host... Jordan Patrick. We're recording in Whitehorse, Yukon, north of the 60th parallel. Where it's winter seven whole months of the year. And where it's a skill to learn to have sex in snowshoes. It sure is. Are you ready? I guess so. (laughs) Season finale! Yeah! Episode... 20 uh, 20 yeah episode 20? 20 high five <laughs> sometimes that was weak that was bad oh. oh and you look like you have yellow like turmeric yeah it's funny how like immediately i was like i know what kind of pan that is i didn't realize my hands are yellow okay this sometimes when i'm camping if i have herbal tea in the evening af- after i've used it in my tea i'll like put it on my face it's sort of like a i don't know just feels a bear nice. attractant it's, it's warm <laughs> Probably. I accidentally <laughs> once did that with turmeric tea and I made my whole face orange. <laughs> my friend, I was like you scraping it with gravel after day. trying to get it off. As far as Instatans go, it's like definitely <laughs> yeah. not on the, the like, you know, high end. No, they're not like, would you like the turmeric shade? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, maybe they are. I haven't got an Instatan, but. Anyway, though, we're not here to talk like, about that. Uh, we want to do a little bit of a recap of our season and kind of give shout outs to everybody we spoke to. Um, and yeah, and we also had some feedback on a lot of episodes, too, that we want to share. So um, the first two episodes were our hot seat interviews, whereby Jordan and I shared our own experiences in the Yukon dating scene. Uh, episodes three and four were about our Tinder experiences, and I did actually get, um, a co- we got a comment about that. Let me just pull it up here. Um, a friend wrote me and he said, he's like, after listening, I talked a friend into removing the douchiest shirtless pic from his Tinder account. And then uh, he said he was changing the world one shitty Tinder pic at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a direct result of me, I think, talking about like how I wasn't into like guys who were kind of like suggestively doing things on their Tinder profile. Yeah. And he heard that and he yeah. was like, dude, take that photo off your Tinder profile. We should put it in our LinkedIn accounts like Tinder consultants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes my friends like jokingly call me their dating consultant. And then I'm like, wait a second, you know, I'm single, right? <laughs> yeah, we're professional now, Karen. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's take a second here and celebrate the fact that we've recorded 20 episodes. I mean, that doesn't include like the first like 10 tries at the first right. two episodes <laughs> and that that could also go back to the like my being single thing because i had a lot of time this winter to work on this podcast and you put a lot of time into and yeah that was it's, it's a great winter hobby Absolutely. but speaking of which before we get to the end and we're going to promo our se- season two but although this is our season finale it's not the end of frisky north of 60 we are coming back in the fall we'll be back we'll be back stay tuned um, so episode five was about dating in Smithers. And, um, so we interviewed Drew in Smithers at a brew pub and he kind of talked about his struggles dating in Smithers. And I think, um, one friend told me that, Hey, it's nice to know that people in other places are also experiencing the same kind of dating struggles. Like it's not just me or it's not just Whitehorse. And so mm-hmm. that really resonated with, with that friend. Yeah. Creating a community 
of people in remote places and how they find love and how they make it work. One of the things that Drew said, which which is, you know, it's sort of, I wouldn't say like sad. It's not the most positive is him saying, you know, like sometimes people feel like, oh, maybe I should move away. You know, this town's too small to find love. Mm. And that is like, it's just, it is a sad thing to think that we might have to do that. But is, that is something that people mention here too. So um, it's not like a unique phenomenon. Like finding finding love is hard in smaller remoter places mm-hmm. episode six was with erica in stewart population 400 um i had a lot of feedback they really loved uh, erica's energy um just her sort of exuberance and um yeah and it was so great because you know there's like three single people in stewart at any one time and um shortly after we aired that episode erica found love <laughs> you know what i'm wondering right now is if there's such a thing as like podcast tourists it's a nice thought that like maybe <laughs> maybe people will be it's like oh yeah Stuart like you know that sounds like a cool place let's I want to check it out it's a random thought uh so then we did a couple episodes about polyamory and that um was super interesting for me it's a brand new topic and talked to some friends anonymously first of all Jack and Jill who kind of just gave me like the rundown of of sort of their experience of polyamory and um, I don't, wouldn't say like I heard a lot of specific feedback from that episode, I think, because most people aren't going to be like, hey, I loved your polyamory episode because maybe they felt kind of shy. But it was our polyamory episodes are our most downloaded episodes. For me, looking back at these first couple episodes of interviews, like they both ran like a long time. And I had to like I had to interview Jeremy twice because we had so much to talk about and we might season two, maybe we'll have a part two a year, but um, yeah, I, I didn't think like that it would be such a hot topic. I just really admire those guys and really like who they are and the message they have to share about what works for them in relationships mm-hmm. because, you know, it might work for others. Um, mm. who are also looking for love or loves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, super brave of Mike and Jeremy, who use their real first names. Uh, that's episode eight and episode 12, to speak with you so openly, so honestly. And um, yeah, I think whatever you say on this show, you know, as long as it's respect- respectful, there's going to be other people out there who it resonates with or who... Um, just appreciate hearing somebody else say it. So really appreciate those guys for, for coming on and, and opening up. And, and also, Mike, talking about that uh, men's group as well. That's, I think, super great that that's happening and for people to know about that. Yeah. I mean, it, without getting into it too much, just if you are working on yourself and you're showing up in a way that's authentic in relationships, um, you're, you're in a really good place and the work continues um, you know, becoming a better partner for your current or future partner or partners. And yeah, I think for me, that was something that's, uh, that was part of my journey with coming from single and, and then meeting someone, which we might get into later if you are still listening. Uh, episode nine was with KB, Must Love Dogs. And that was all about how uh, making just like how to 
when when dogs are a big priority, a big part of your life, how how that kind of works with a relationship or how those priorities work. And that's something that I've actually thought of a lot lately as I, like many people, got a dog during the pandemic. I mean, in some ways, having a dog is great because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like meeting people on the dog trails. Um, and my roommate took Jerry the dog out and was like, hey, I met a cute girl today. <laughs> you know, so but, but it's also, yeah, I mean, dogs are a lot of work and they can definitely um, make or break a dating situation too, in some circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have some friends and I'm like, man, I don't know if I could date you because of your dog. <laughs> I think I already shared from my, from my own experience that that's been a, uh, that's been a deal breaker. Right. Yeah. Also KB talked about, this is not about dating, but canine enrichment, which is basically just ways to like, um, I guess intellectually stimulate your dog. I don't know if that's right. Anyway, so huh. I I find really myself cool Googling like canine enrichment now. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm a dog person. Uh, Fair warning. Episode 11. That was with your friends. Uh, festivals, Freedom Camping, and Fire Morels. Yeah. Cyprian and Michelle. They are just the funnest couple. And interviewing them just felt like they're, they're actually also neighbors of Gurdip. And oh, so we, we have okay. this like we have this four cabin complex out there and um, all of them identical. So it's kind of weird. You walk into the place and it's like parallel universe. Like, oh, my coach is over there in my place. <laughs> you know, it's, This is weird. But um, yeah. And they went into talking about how they hooked up at a festival. And, and it seems to be there, there seems to be a lot of stories that have come out both within my friends, but in our, in this interview and in another one that I've done where there was a connection made at a festival that just breached any social barriers. Um, and you know, just brought people, amazing people together. I liked how, uh, when Michelle said, yeah, that was supposed to be a one night stand and <laughs> a one night stand gone wrong or something. <laughs> gone long anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Married. Gone long. And... <laughs> yeah, there we go. And I, I've said it before, but we need to do an episode about, um, purely about relationships that have started or maybe ended at music festivals. So maybe that's some episodes we'll record this summer. Um, Alaska, where the odds are good, at, uh, where the odds are as odd as the goods. That was episode 13 with Nat. And um, the thing that stuck out to me, I guess, the most about that episode was just talking about people putting their political affiliations on their yeah. Tinder profiles. Yeah. I mean, that was that was recorded more or less right around like election, American election period, wasn't it? Uh, just, yeah. Like yeah, before. it would have been after, but... But yeah, right around when that was still like a pretty hot topic. Yeah. Very divi di divisive, divisive. I I often wonder how to say that in my. I think I think people say divisive, Div divisive, divisive. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe neither both. of us know. But folks, you know what we're trying to say. <laughs> yes. That <laughs> whether you're divisive or divisive. Um, <laughs> and I still politics I, on a date should I don't know like if that's a deal breaker like that that's what stood out for me in that too. Um, it's unfortunate that so much American identity is tied up with all of that sh shenanigan. Yeah, like the stuff. if you voted for Trump, you shall not hump. People writing that on their on their Tinder profiles, and um, I mean, if I if I saw something about Justin Trudeau or Aaron o O'Toole, um, I think I th I think I would just kind of laugh. <laughs> but who knows? I I hope I don't start seeing that. I mean, of all the things, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
episode 14, When You Free Your Heel, You Capture My Heart. That was with my friend Ellery, and that was all about skiing and dating. And um, that episode really, not surprisingly, like resonated with a lot of people because a lot of people up here ski. Um, one of my friends wrote me after, and he said that when when a woman was breaking up with him, she she actually like commented on his lack of skiing skills and how that was like a negative in their relationship. Like, I don't, I, I don't know exactly how it went down, but I picture her being like, it's over. And by the way, you're a bad skier too, or something like that. I don't think that's exactly how it worked. But, but yes. The thing that stung the most was when she put me down for my skiing. You know, from for me in that episode, I just think of that reference of that missed oppor- like that missed opportunity or whatever it was, where she checked out this guy who was telemarking uh-huh. and was just like so graceful. And I was like, and then she like gets a look at the guy, and he's probably in his seventies, right? But I like, I want to be that guy. I just want to be that graceful guy in the hill that people are like, ooh, and then they're like, oh, he's really old. <laughs> <laughs> I was, sk- and not that there's anything. Like seventy-year-olds like rocking in on telemark seats are awesome, but Keep you know up, if you're guys. looking for someone to date, then it might you know if you're in sure. your thirties, it's a bit maybe out of your dating pool. But I, we were talking about that the other day actually at Mount Simon. Friends like, yeah, I think I saw that guy too. Like he's super awesome. So yeah. like you know, it, I mean, I'm jumping ahead here, but um, episode seventeen's keeping the light in long distance, where I interview Gaetan and Nadine. They were at the White Pass like skiing recently, and they just they met these people for the first time, and they were like are you like the Nadine and the Gaetan? Really? And they were so, like, they were just so blown away by it. Because right. they were in the middle of nowhere, like Haynes yeah. Pass. Um, yeah, yeah backcountry skiing area between, like, Yukon, BC, and Alaska. Yeah. yeah. Like, you just go there for skiing. Like, there's, like, 20 people there at any given time. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it just happens to be people were, like, met them for the first time. and And they didn't know how to react to that fame almost right they're like, <laughs> oh, that's they were known and yeah they are such a sweet couple and yeah talking to them about how they kept their long distance relationship going um or like how they kept whatever their relationship was mm-hmm. you know until mm-hmm. it became a relationship mm-hmm. it was it was again such a, a wonderful story to, to bring out and to share mm-hmm. we had a lot of fun in that interview i kept having to like fix nadine's like punctured laughs were like she would overload the microphone i'm like oh clipped again oh clipped again like it, it took me forever to edit that one but just so much joy in it it's true actually laugh laughing doesn't uh work super well in radio well i it, i can give to like come away from the mic which no one knows that took, no i didn't like the first couple of times we chatted i was like mrs giggly and like yeah it was just, i think that was an episode <laughs> right off because Actually, same with Ellery and I. The Ellery and I did two recordings for the ski episode, and maybe we'd had a beer first, and we were just so giggly, so we actually had to re-record that as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Giggles are, like, great, but sometimes they don't work that well. Um, E15 was Kinky Yukoners with Steve, and Steve reached out to us and said he wanted to talk about radical consent culture and um, the kink community. And, I mean, I was like so thrilled that he reached out because I was like oh my god like I can ask him like all these things that I've always like been curious about like what's a dungeon party and how does it work and all these things and and you know like just so honest and so sharing and so positive and just like uh, just so floored that um, he felt this podcast was a safe space to to share that stuff and after that episode someone reached out to us and And invited us to a dungeon party (laughs) 
Not yet. See, I laughed away from the mic. There. She's um, professional. But that, somebody wanted to know more and asked if they could get in touch with Steve. And the kink community, mm. as Steve talked about it, it's a, it is a community that has to do with like a lot of education and a lot of like community outside of just the kink events. So, you know, that was just great that 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 person reached out to us and that we could connect them. And Steve was happy to, to have that connection. So, yeah. That's awesome. I you know, know th- that's kind of like my hope for this is like this, the, the, this, the frisky nor the 60. It's, you know, creating a community of people that want to do, whether it's finding love, keeping love going, just like stoking the, the flames of relationship and it, it just enjoying the joy, sharing it all around, all that goodness. Um, so many different ways to express love. And, and so, yeah, I, I'm super stoked to keep this rolling. Mm-hmm. I just realized, I, I'm sorry, Sarah, I skipped over episode 10, which was hometown dating. That was not intentional. Um, yeah, episode 10 was about Sarah, a BNR who grew up here. Um, she presented as heterosexual, like when she was you know, in high school and whatnot, she moved away for a while, she came back and she started uh, dating women. And, and just again, that like sharing and talking about um, some, some of the members of the queer community she'd met and like just a nice like message of sort of her like self-discovery and learning and that sort of thing. And again, like, I don't know, just what an amazing story to hear someone sort of like progression and how they sort of became comfortable with that new side of themselves and and just that that sharing like I was kind of after that I was like should I be dating women like maybe maybe I'm just not trying hard enough (laughs) you know but anyways it's just like I feel like a lot of people probably heard that and were like oh yeah like it's really nice to hear you know like that people change or that people decide they want different things or 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 whatever or they just discover a part of themselves that was always there but again just um, that openness and sharing is really valuable. And if I could also just say, I think it takes courage to also come back, you know, like, you know, I think some people might visualize coming back home after living abroad or whatnot as like a tail between the legs or like, Oh, I miss my home. And, you know, but it's scary to come back because you don't know, like you might not even be aware how much you've changed relative to the place you grew up in. And of course, there's the fears of what has changed when you get back and, and how things are going to land. Is it going to be a place that brings you happiness or not? And so, I mean, odds are good, but um, but it depends on the place. But why do we being very special? Whenever I meet a BNR, um, I'm just like, yeah. yeah. And I mean, a, a lot of people leave you know, they get their education, they, whatever, they have other experiences and they also realize, okay, no, like the Yukon is actually where I want to be. So it's like, I'm moving back there because it's a great place to be, you know? And, but it, it still would be a bit bizarre to realize, okay, I'm going to, you know, run into people from high school on the street. And like that guy who like gave me a wet willy in grade four, like, you know, whatever. Still got his finger up his ass. Or like, yeah, or like whatever, like the boy I made out with or the girl I made out with or whatever. Um, episode 16 was with Jason, Queerer Than You Think. And again, it um, was about his journey coming out um, as gay here in the Yukon and how the Yukon, the community here, how he felt comfortable and he felt like he could be his true self. And talking to Jason was just such a hoot. Like afterwards, I was like, I really want to be his friend. Like that was just, he's just one of those people you meet and you're just like, oh my God, you're so lovely. 
joyful. I, I really enjoyed listening to the two of you go back and forth. And I learned a lot from that episode too. I don't like, I have some friends who are homosexual and you know, they, they share their experience of the senior and, um, and it's just so nice to hear all perspectives mm -hmm. and, uh, from, from someone who's just got such a positive, um, positive outlook mm -hmm. on everything here. Yeah. And talking about how he was trying to be really open-minded about who he was, you know, giving people a shot and not just being really like focused and like, I'm looking for like X, Y, Z. And if it doesn't totally. check the boxes and I, I think that's a good lesson for all of us. I mean, it's sort of a non-choice sometimes too, but, but you, you know, you have to be open because otherwise. It's always a choice. Yeah. Because otherwise. <laughs> and you know what? There's been a lot of times where I kind of like, I'm like, oh no, no, I like that guy's not my type. And then you actually get to know them or you get to know a person. And you're like, oh, you know, I, I judge too quickly. So, you know, it's good to. Three dates. <laughs> three dates. Say three dates. Is that your rule? I think it's, I think minimum three. Mm. You know, the, everyone's nervous the first and mm. the second one, you just starting to get to know one another. Um, so we talked about, yeah, now we're up to, uh, dating here is a joke. Yeah, that was 18. with George. That was a fun interview. That was about dating and comedy and, um, with George, who's a comedian. And I really liked how positive he was. Like, he's like, I'm not, like, nobody's going to be the butt of a joke. Like, it's all like, he's making jokes about himself and his kind of like, experiences and some fictional some real but it's all very like it's like uplifting stuff it wasn't like it wasn't like like he said like college humor like it was all like classy stuff and in a small town if you if you want to make a lot of enemies really fast then start making jokes about them <laughs> or start a podcast and talking about them <laughs> and i was like oh like i wonder i kind of think i asked george about like oh are people afraid to date you because they might end up in your like comedy jokes but it's like also like are people, would people be afraid to date us because we might end up talking about them on the podcast? I mean, I think we keep it pretty nice. Oh, yeah. And we can't forget um, episode 19 with Gurdeep. Of course. Gurdeep. Has he retweeted this episode yet? <laughs> I'm going to poke him again, make sure he does. <laughs> you know, make sure we get his millions of viewers <laughs> looking at like, hey, what's this? We want like, to piggyback off your fame, Gurdeep. I hope that's okay. You know, that's not why Jordan wanted to we're interview gonna, you. We're going to crash Chartable's online system <laughs> the day Gurdeep <laughs> tags us. Although, hmm, we didn't have any, did he, did, did he dance in the episode? I actually haven't listened to it yet because we're recording this before that interview airs. We didn't dance. Okay. Mm. Yeah. You know, part of me thought maybe I'd play the bagpipes and you might hear us, but no. Okay. That's okay. That's a great idea. Next time. Or like you could be like dancing banger like while you're asking the questions. Although you might get out <laughs> of breath. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gurdip and I, we've done so many banger dancing shows together that... Uh, that, yeah, we don't get out of breath. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's our episodes. And what about for you, Jordan? What, I don't know, what what stands out to you or what what did you learn from this process? Yeah, one thing I noticed was that everyone's got good stories, but they're not always used to telling them. You know, I think that whether it's cultural or just just the way certain people were raised or just the circles they find themselves in, um, not everybody is used to telling their story. And I know there's lots of stories we tell ourselves in our head, 
And everyone who likes to tell the story, oh, this is how we met. You know, I, I did a, a few interviews of that pretty much. Um, but I think that what comes after, like, what did we learn from our journey? What did we learn about ourselves from our journey? And that, I think that's my favorite question that I've been trying to ask people on the podcast that, you know, love is a, a window into ourselves or a mirror to ourselves um, to learn about ourselves and grow from it. So yeah, like doing these interviews and realizing, listening to people tell their stories and then seeing them realize their, like their growth and where they're at now and what they're aspiring or hopeful for. It's, it's really, it's really energizing in a good mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. How about you? I think sort of the main thing for me has just been just realizing that relationships come in all shapes and sizes and kind of over the course of this podcast, that kind of changed my perspective. Like at the beginning of this podcast, I feel like I was still looking for Mr. Forever, my person that I'm going to meet and be with forever and kind of having this sort of like pass fail kind of relationship with dating. Like if it doesn't work, then it's a failure. And now I'm more feeling like every relationship can just be like a lovely part of my life. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but it doesn't mean it was a failure. And if I don't meet somebody who I spend the rest of my life with, like, so be it. Then I just get to meet a few more people. I guess, I guess I'm just seeing things a bit. And this is probably from the polyamory episode. And it's not saying that I want to have more than one partner at once, but just realizing that the narrative that we learn about like spending your happily ever after life with one person is like, that's may maybe just not what happens for everybody. And that's okay. Mm, that's beautiful. Like just being open to whatever kind of connection you have with people mm -hmm. and not trying to force a connection to last longer than is what's working for both people. Yeah. You know, just being, like more in tune to what's actually going on in the moment for you and for your part, uh, whoever it is you're seeing or exploring that connection. You know, it could be really, I think dating with authenticity, like really seeing what's coming up for me in this, this connection I have, mm -hmm. is there a connection? And then if there isn't like just being able to be honest about it and not have it be as drawn out or hurtful and like, you know, that's, that's something I learned about dating this year too. And I, I think doing this podcast is also kind of kept that on the forefront for me. Like I'm doing a, po a podcast on dating. So I, you know, it was always just at the forefront. It was always mm -hmm. like, okay, like I'm doing this work and I'm still, you know, it isn't coming from a place of loneliness and deprivation that I'm like, ah, I want to date. I want to meet people, but more just like, this is fun. This is exciting. And and I'm learning about myself through this. Like mm -hmm. I'm growing through each person I'm meeting, like practicing the skill of being open-minded about what could grow from it. It's true. And if you go into a relationship more open-minded, or if I do, then I'm also not stressed out about like, oh, I don't think this is the one. It's like, okay, that's fine. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just not so black and white, I guess. Mm. <laughs> Um, and we talked a little bit about it in a previous episode, but um, yeah, you um, you have a partner. She moved in. She's got a couple of kids. Yeah. You do one week one one week on, one week off with the kids. Like, how are things going? Yeah, 
I honestly didn't think I would come into um, to a relationship with children um, like with already ready-made kids. In my mind, ready-made kids, <laughs> like you know, Instafam <laughs> like is the word dinners, I've been using. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, yeah, just don't put them in the microwave. Mm. Might have to drag them out though. Um, yeah, no, I I always had in my mind kind of like maybe where you're coming from with that happily ever after, you know, like I'm going to meet the one and then it's just going to, of course, it's going to follow that set of path that we've all been raised in our culture to like to, to lean on is like, all right, you meet the one, you get married, you have kids, maybe the kids come before the marriage, whatever, you know, but that's the general plan. Whereas for me, I met someone who instantly I had an amazing connection with and it was really hard to ignore like i was i was seeing another woman at the time and just dating and really was really enjoying that relationship too and that connection and then this just swept me off my feet um and and then when she was like you have kids i was like that's awesome i'm i'm curious about what that might be like for me but really i'm just focusing on our connection and so as that's been growing and it's, it's gotten pretty fast like you know like we were just talking about the maths uh, yesterday. You know, she she moved in a couple of months ago, and we've been dating since the end of November. So that's December, January, so like five months. So she she moved in after like three months, basically three yeah, or four months. After yeah, three four months. So yeah, you know, I as you know, I'm a teacher and working with kids um, all day, and then coming home to kids again. I used to be fearful that that would be too much. But I find I have like a different energy when I come home with the kids. I look forward to seeing them and we have fun. You know, the focus is on fun. It's like, you know, not this parenting thing. I don't want to be a parent. I want to, I want to be Jordan. That's who I am. And I want them to be who they are and get along as best as we can. And we don't always get along, but, you know, we're, I'm respectful of them and just modeling that and just stepping into this male role model um, is been, it's yeah, tiring. Karen's <laughs> <laughs> just nodding her head, nodding her head, but I can totally tell you listening because that, that response is very good. I am tired. Like when they go, when they go to their dad's place, I'm like, I'm not happy to see them go. I actually feel sad when they go, but, um, but I'm able to re like regenerate a bit, like mm -hmm. reconnect with my partner and, you know, talk about the things that we have really enjoyed in the week that we want to keep doing just like a debrief. Mm -hmm. And you'll have time for us to reconnect and can stay connected. And so, uh, like for me, like it's nice to have this right now. It's a balance. I'm easing into it. Mm -hmm. So, so that's me with the, you know, Jordan, your co-host, like mm -hmm. stepping into a very different place than a year ago, um, but very much happy where I'm at. And yeah. And maybe we'll do an episode in the fall just all about like, yeah, relationship with kid dynamic type stuff, because that's something that a lot Ooh. of people can relate, right, is is getting together with a partner who already has kids and like how how to navigate that basically or how they're navigating that. So I think, yeah. That's a great idea. So if you're a listener and you have kids um, and whether you're in a relationship or not, or you're in some, some sort of configuration or whatnot, mm -hmm. if you got kids and you could talk about some stuff related to dating when you've got kids, um, like, yeah, come on our show. I'd mm -hmm. love to ask you some questions. I need help. <laughs>
<laughs> it's not free therapy, Jordan. <laughs> um, maybe that's a good segue for our next season. So we are doing season two um, in the fall of 2021. Hurrah! Yeah. Um, we've got a lot of people already lined up um, who we just weren't able to fit into season one. So we'll continue um, working on episodes over the summer, interviewing people and have that ready to launch sometime in the fall. When, basically, like when the snow starts, then it's podcast season Man. again <laughs> or yeah. slash like zero degree rain or whatever. So when you start thinking about getting frisky to stay warm, you know where to, to <laughs> tune your non-radios too exactly and one final thing somebody said to me the other day like oh i heard you're dating somebody and i was like what but it's because they'd listened to like our previous episodes which were like months ago so anyway i'm just gonna put it out there that i'm single i'm not on the dating apps right now because i don't know they just got me kind of down so um the life of a single person like i went into staples the other night to do some photocopying and i was like Maybe I'll meet someone at Staples. Such a lonely place. <laughs> you know, because I, you know, I'm doing lots of stuff with friends, but there's not the same sort of like events of like just like seeing as many people around town with the pandemic. And anyway, um, I'm single. Just putting it out there. Yeah, I never thought about talking with people at Staples. I'm always like, I'm in and I got to get out as quick oh, as Oh, yeah. I well, can. I've never actually talked to somebody, but I was kind of just sometimes when I'm annoyed that I have to do like errands, like it's like 7 p.m. and I'm just like, oh, it's the last thing I want to do. And then I'm trying to make it positive. So I'm like, oh, well, like maybe I'll meet an interesting person here. You never know. Or like, same with like when I'm like grocery shopping or something. Because like, where else do you meet strangers these days other than like dog walking? Yeah. Anyway, enough about you and me, me and you. Um, thanks for a great season, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being on this podcast. Um, feel free to rate us on whatever app you're listening to us on. Send us messages, um, friskynorthof60 at gmail.com or on social media. And uh, we look forward to connecting in season two. So over the summer, stay, stay frisky. frisky. <laughs>